Welcome to Direct Audio Movie Discussions Podcast. My name is Spencer. Spooky season is dead and buried, but we still have to do more episodes. And we have about, I would say, probably like eight or nine left. And the the laughter in the background is Max because you text me, I think, like November 1st. Yeah. And you're like, what are we doing next? Yep. Because it, it's first off, hello, everyone. Second off, um, it's been a while. I, it was Candyman was my last one, right? Yeah. And that was like right before the school year, three months ago, I think. So like I've lived a lot of life since then. And uh, it's flown right by. It dawned on me. I was like, oh, shit, it's been a while. Like it feels like it was yesterday, but that was three months ago. We should probably do an episode. <laughs> and then we ran into this like pitfall of like, well, we want to do a Christmas episode, but it's too early. Yep. Uh, we did decide on Home Alone 2. Yep. I got Lost a lot to say about it. This episode we're going to do today, it's going to be a different one. So, like, when we were coming to a conclusion this past week, part of me was like, we could just do the Home Alone 2 episode and just, you know, put it on the back burner for now because I don't even have to watch that movie. Like, I'm good to go. <laughs> you know? I guess that'll lean more into what we're talking about today because, yeah. like, you know, I think there are movies that we all have that we can just recite word yeah. for word and scene for scene. And mm-hmm. I think I don't know if I have any I, I have moments that I can remember of movies that yeah. we saw in the theater, like, uh, you know, bit by bit. But we're going to be talking specifically. Max and I have had this kind of I said this word earlier, like amalgamous concept of like yes. we want to talk about midnight movie um, like releases. And I do want to like kind of speak specify that there are like titles of midnight movies so a midnight movie is technically like separate type of movie that gets a cult following that gets shown uh after around midnight on tv or in the theater so like the really big one that everybody knows of is the rocky horror picture show it's the longest running theatrical released film of all time because it's been Mm -hmm. going since day one and there are theaters that still play it every single day Yep. Uh, and but a lot of times they'll play those at midnight. And I think what's cool is that vibe and feeling became, in a sense, mainstream for like a solid, what do you want to say, like two decades span? Yeah. Because I, so. I, I don't know, and this is where our youth comes into play. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the 80s, you know, had these types of releases. And I yeah. know like the late 90s and early 2000s definitely did. But where movies would come out at 12.01. Yep. So you would, because technically the movie had to come out on Friday. So your ticket would say 12.01. Mm-hmm. And it was the earliest screening you could get of a movie. And it would be the newest release. And now we've just shifted into a world where movies slowly have just started to come out like Thursday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like, catch the earliest screening of the Marvels at 12.45 p.m. Yeah. Uh, thir- and you're like, what? what? I don't. It, it's confusing. Like, uh, I was on YouTube Wednesday and the reviews hadn't even been released to the Marvels yet. And yet there's just some YouTuber, like, out of the theater reaction to the Marvels. I'm like, wait, is that out today? Is that out on Friday? I'm confused. And, like, I get critics have the press screening. But, like, let's be honest, YouTube critics aren't. <laughs> real <laughs> critics you know yeah. what i mean unless like, you how like, did they see it early yeah i'm just it's confusing well that's kind of the fun 
world that we're in now is like yeah. there are legit people on YouTube that do get press screenings and they do get yeah. to go see these and like there's Chris Stockman, Dead Meat, there's um uh oh my god, I can't think of his name. I think it's Jeremy Johns or something like that. Um yeah. but like actual film critics who have slowly built up a following. But yeah, like, then there's these just people that are like, just saw it and you're like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. You just got a press screening. <laughs> but then beyond that, it's like you do have to think where it's like Oh, you just saw it casually because your theater was having a, a Wednesday release of this movie in California right, right. or something. And so I, we sound like old people now. We're like, we literally <laughs> just made fun of this because Max said he saw Jerry Seinfeld do stand up a couple weeks yeah. back. <clears throat> I like how I had yep. to specify that. Like he wasn't just doing a live reading of the beat movie or something. <laughs> he was doing stand up. I saw him. Yeah, you just yeah. saw him walking on around. the street in yeah. Detroit. <laughs> um, and like some of the jokes. And also, you were mentioning with Mel Brooks's book. Yeah, uh, just like once you a certain point, it's always like, well, you know, yeah, this newfangled thing and this thing, it doesn't make any sense. And back in my yeah. day, uh, you can get candy for a quarter. <laughs> and that's what this is going to be. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, two 30 year old men just complaining about when you could wait in line for a movie at 1201. Yeah. And to make us sound even older, as you were explaining it, I was thinking about how like uh, when – like in our twenties, that's like in my twenties. We're the same age, essentially. <laughs> yeah. In our twenties was when these were huge, especially my early twenties. And like my friend Jordan, my friends Jordan and Josh, we would um, we had like a joke, like because we saw a bunch of midnight movies together. So like every time we'd see a trailer for a really stupid looking movie, we'd look at each other and go midnight, like as if to say we're seeing that at midnight. You know, yeah. that was our little inside joke. And over time the 7 p.m. showings that just doesn't have the same ring to it we're not going to be like hey 7 p.m. showing you know so like i miss that whole midnight feeling you know i miss uh just being able to see the movie right at 1201 and just it was so much fun it made it like almost adventurous you know like I, it was awesome but to make us sound even older <laughs> If they still existed, I wouldn't go. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like what? Midnight? 12.01? Like I have work the next morning. Come and on. most movies now are <laughs> three hours long. But I want to yeah, say exactly. uh, Lost That Midnight Feeling I think is a Righteous Brothers song. Um, but <laughs> that's the Weird Al version. Yeah, that's the... <laughs> About this topic. I lost that midnight feeling. <laughs> that waiting for a popcorn feeling. It, that um, was the best part. Remember when you'd go and like it's like 11.30 and... Especially eleven thirty, dude. You're late. Well, you got to get there at ten thirty. You got to get in enough. line. Fair enough. So for but, those of you who are younger, um, listening to this, and for those of you who are older, and never did anything like this. Um, yes. Yeah, you would. I mean, it, it, once you hit like a certain year when the internet was like a really big thing, you could pre-order your tickets online. Yeah. Um, but this is before you could select your seats. You know, you had the, when seats did not recline, it was just like you get to the theater and each one is a rigid bus chair, it seems like, with the same kind of pattern that hasn't been cleaned in 30 years. And you would get your ticket and hope that they didn't sell out or sell out. Yep. And you would have to really dictate if you wanted to wait in line for snacks or if you wanted to go get into the line or the queue to get into yeah. the theater. Yep. And like even after you got in the theater, back in that day, in those days, you couldn't like reserve your seat like you can now. Yeah. So like if you left and it was like a popular movie, like you'd get back and you might not have your seat anymore. <laughs> you so know? you got to bring someone with you. 
So you think you're being smart getting there early. And you're like, oh, I got my seat. Now I'm going to get my snacks. And you come back and you're like, shit. Boom, gone. <laughs> now I have to sit in the front row, which I know you like, but I don't. I, no, I I don't think anybody likes sitting in the front row. No yeah. one like I. Therese and I went to go see Barbenheimer. We did the double feature and we obviously covered it on the pod a couple months back. And we talk about this then where the only times that we could go see it where it made sense was we saw Barbie first at like four o'clock and then we saw Oppenheimer at like seven thirty, and the yeah. only seats left were the front row and we go to the Alamo draft house in Chicago. And so the, the, the front row is a little farther back, yeah, but it's still not far enough. Mm-hmm. And so like, you're just look your neck is just up and yeah. the seats reclined. So you get a little bit more leeway, but yeah. And those older chairs are like saying the front row was, you are just like neck, tilted up and you are feeling like you're getting blasted with sound and color I, I the other story i always tell is when my mom took us after the dentist to go see star wars the phantom menace and we got in there late and we just ran to the front row because it was like the only seats that we saw and then yeah. as soon as the credits and i was like nope and then we like got up and then just walked around for a second tried to find a seat and we found one in the farther rows back yeah. but it was just like bam we're like no out this, this got is it. too much yeah it's like we're just getting in a wall of sound I remember um, one of my cousins or something. I forgot who said this, but he said he saw um, the ring, and the only seats available were the front row. So him and his friends saw the ring, front row. I'm like, that doesn't sound fun at all. I wouldn't want to do that. And (laughs) and being someone who just watched the ring for the pod, I would not. the 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 quick chaotic imagery, imagery, imagery of the tape would yeah would be just a complete fucking mind melt if you're that close like watching a yeah. horse like jump off a cliff and you're like what yeah. i can't tell what i'm looking at <laughs> side but, note you watched that movie for the pod yeah uh liz and i did a comparison of oh, okay. uh, the ringu. ring and ring yes, yes that's right that's right that movie's good like i remember when it came out i was 12 and it was like all the rage for seventh graders like did you see the ring and i honestly was too scared to watch it so i watched scary movie three instead <laughs> that seems like a thing you did for a lot of movies because yeah, that's exactly what you did with scream yep exactly but when i finally saw the ring when brie and i were doing our spooky or what was it freaky fridays during the quarantine i was like this is it's got scary moments but it's just a good movie like it's yeah, well that, made i recommend it watching ringu then man ringu is we th- we liz and i both thought it was better yeah but uh what i was getting at was a. Uh, like a few months ago when Brie was on a work trip, I was just at home on a Friday and I was playing guitar and I just had it on in the background because it was on Pluto TV and she called and I just put it on mute. And it's just going and we're talking <laughs> and I completely forgot that guy like kills himself in the bathtub. Yeah. And uh, Brie and I were just talking and she's talking to me and uh, that I just see that on the screen silently and I'm like, whoa. And she's like, what? I'm like, sorry, I didn't listen to any word you just said because I just saw something super fucked up on the TV. <laughs> Anywho, kind of tangential moment. Um, <laughs> speaking of silently seeing something on the TV, so me and my uh, sister, we were asked to by one of her friends to go to like a, a shoot at a theater um, to possibly oh, like marketing yeah. and stuff. Yeah, uh, and eventually became their advertising for like all their movies now. So it's kind of funny. But all we got is a ticket that we didn't use. It was one free movie <laughs> ticket, and we just never used it. But we, what they did was they're like, we have to put a movie on in the background because it needs to, you need to see that natural like light coming yeah. at your faces when we record <laughs> things like it needs to look like something on the TV on the, on the screen. 
yeah. they had like lighting rigs around as well to make the you know the area look brighter so the shots would be cleaner because most theaters are dark so, yeah. but we had something on the television, or not, I keep saying television, but on the screen. <laughs> and it's essentially a television. Basically, yeah. And they were like, <laughs> well, we only have like two movies that we can do. And they ended up putting on Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> and, but because they're directing a set, basically, they're like, we can't have the sound on. So we yeah. hope you, we don't spoil the movie. I still have not seen that movie with sound because it was not good <laughs> without it. Uh, but. <laughs> They like switch everybody around, put everybody in different seats, and like, oh, I'll go in the front row, I'll go in the back row, I'll go here, blah, blah, blah. Have you guys cluster here so we can get like this shot, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so they pulled, ironically, Danielle and I to the front row. Yeah. They're like, this is where we're going to get all our shots. They handed us buckets of popcorn. They're like, the, set, the, the shot is you hand the popcorn to her, she takes a bite, you laugh at the movie, the people next to you laugh, whatever. That's yeah. what we're going to do. Uh, and that's actually the shot that they used. But the shot that was on the theater screen was a velociraptor getting out and like eviscerating a person. And like, it's like Chris Pratt's character is like stuck in lava or like he's about to get melted by lava. Like he gets tranquilized or darted. And so like, there's like this really big, like almost like a coup moment where like all these guys are like, ah, we got to take care of him and we can kill all the dinosaurs or whatever, blah. And then one of the dinosaurs comes and like rips someone apart. And like at this moment, she's like, everybody just start like laughing and getting happy and fun. And so I'm just like, oh, <laughs> and we're watching this man get like shredded by a dinosaur. So yeah. Anytime you ever wow. see a funny picture of me laughing, it is, uh, yeah. Me laughing at someone getting ripped apart by a dinosaur. I love that story. Um, was it just where do you go scene? after a story that boring where, where did, um what was, I was it just that scene that you watched or was it like the whole movie no so we watched the whole movie twice good god well, again no sound so i've seen that movie that sucks yeah well the movie did too but it's fine um anywho you you were a good host right there and you somehow got us back on track because I was just thinking about how we haven't talked about midnight movies in at least 10 minutes. So anyways, it's like the episode like from Gremlins 2 where it's like, sorry, folks, <laughs> won't happen again. <laughs> Complete with a Hulk Hogan cameo. Oh, if he came on right now, just like another yeah. another text bubble pops up. It's like, let me tell you something, direct audio maniacs. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> That's your ad. You're getting That's my paid ad. for it. Yeah, I'm yeah. just paying Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> he, he needs could, it. I was about to say, he could probably use something. He's old, grumpy, The Pasta Maniac stores just didn't really work. <laughs> Anywho, let's get back to it. Anyways, let's get back. Yeah, so... He kind of looks like he's made out of pasta when you... Like, that hair it's the looks... the hair. It's like... He's he looks like if Spaghetti Bolognese came to life. I love the way um, they described him on always sunny where he has skin like a hot dog yeah that's what <laughs> you did that that's that like 80s like we made our skin leather we bleach our yeah. hair and he lifted so many weights that his body just forever turned into a muscle like it's like yeah. one just one muscle yeah. uh oh, gross. but yeah and he was never in a midnight movie that i saw no do you he have like what were you gonna you go on we were just gonna complain about hulk hogan's skin i i was gonna say like i can't even think of a hulk hogan movie besides mr nanny that was one he did in the 90s um i'm not counting rocky three obviously no he doesn't do the heavy lifting suburban commando oh boy i I think picture the poster in my head i think suburban commando has christopher lloyd in it uh of course i look this up probably doing a shtick 
Let's look. Because he's in one of them, and like he basically is like, hey, I'm going to... Yeah, it's Christopher Lloyd. Well, let's be honest about And Shelley Duvall. Oh, wow. We that need to cover this on the pod. <laughs> we should do a Hulk Hogan episode. I'm kidding. I got bored as I said that sentence. We, I'm telling you right now, we will be covering <laughs> Suburban Commando. Um, directed by Burt Kennedy. He's oh, the best is... Western writer ever. Yeah, and it stars Hulk Hogan as an interstellar warrior uh, who comes to a town to um, stop the pr- uh, someone who kidnapped a president of another planet and uh, tries to get them back and then saves this family's marital problems. That's a lot of stuff happening in one movie and called Chris- Suburban Commando. Christopher Lloyd, Shelley Duvall, like how far they fell. I mean... Christopher Lloyd, let's be honest, he is in a few classic movies. And then a he few on, clunkers. He was on a classic TV show, Taxi. He yeah. was in a lot of classic stuff. But clunkers, like you said. He's we, in a lot of bad movies, too. And Shelley yeah. Duvall, let's yeah. be honest, we, like I mean, The Shining and move on. Popeye. <laughs> Popeye, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Popeye ruined it. But uh, Midnight Movies. Midnight Movies. That's why I said we should just call some movie theater stories. But Midnight yeah. Movies, we're going to go through there. But... Do you remember the first one that you did or one of the first ones? I think I was thinking about it when you were explaining, uh, like getting there earlier, earlier, um, like Spider-Man two. I remember it was my friend Joe's birthday. So like that was his birthday party. He invited us all. I think we were like 13 or 14 and we were the first ones in line. We got there at 10 and we just waited in the theater lobby and yeah, it was awesome. I'll never forget. Like I liked the first Spider-Man when it came out obviously but then two years went by going from 12 to 14 whatever that's that's a long time for a kid <laughs> you change a lot so like i was kind of over it by that point i was like but yeah i'll see spider-man too and i just remember thinking whoa this is amazing this like makes me want to watch the first one again this makes me want to watch this again i'm a fan again you know so it was a great experience and i'll never forget at the end of the movie when um harry is hearing his dad's voices in the house and the camera goes down to the mirror and it's Willem Dafoe. I remember in the front row, some guy just goes, yeah. And then everyone just started <laughs> clapping. It was awesome. <laughs> that You know, that's a good kind of transition because I think the yeah. fun part about midnight movies and what people see now when you go see a movie early is like there is this sense of community. There's this sense of that we're all in this experience together. And the reason why you go so early is because yeah. you want to be the first to witness something. So, I mean, yeah. the one that I think of is – it wasn't at midnight, but obviously those earlier days of when mm-hmm. all the Marvel movies were coming out. So Endgame coming out, you had to be the first one to see it. When Force Awakens came out, I did see Force Awakens at 12.01. Yeah. Uh, but you have this community that's with you that you know is there for the same, I guess, party as you are. And you're all yeah. witnessing it for the first time. No one has seen anything or heard anything. And it was this commutative moment where everybody can just celebrate cinema and it's cool because a lot of those movies and yes we'll talk about like how they were very random one-off movies that you would go to but a lot of times it was sequels it was i mean i remember seeing the dark knight at 1201 i remember seeing uh transformers 2 that's a big one that i remember with uh, with, uh, my sister and i and was a teresa teresa i'm not going to do a midnight movie because it doesn't exist anymore but um I remember seeing, yeah, you know, all those Marvel movies. Uh, Iron Man 2 was yeah. a big one for me. 
But yeah. it was always the second one. So there was this hype that was built up or, again, a returning property. Like, um, I, um, well, Skyfall was a, a sequel. But, yeah, yeah like, it, it was the most hype movies that would be there. I remember Wonder Woman was the same thing where we went and saw it at 1201. Uh-huh. Because it's just that <clears throat> level of excitement that can't it's, – it's the way of, like, I can't wait another second. I want to get there. And I want to get what I have to get. It kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you ever did this, because you aren't really a big video game uh, person, but when yeah. games would come out and people would be lined yeah. up at like GameStop to be like, I have to be the first one to get the copy of blah, blah, blah. Yep. And same with the Harry Potter books. Yep. So, but yeah, uh, I feel like I have so much to say after everything you just said. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking though, you were saying it's sequels mainly or was sequels. I think I obviously in the nineties, I was a little kid, so I don't, I would go to the movies whenever. I don't remember <laughs> the exact times I'd go to the movie, but uh, I would think that the Phantom Menace may have. Oh, absolutely. What, like kickstarted this craze because it was like huge. It was a returning. Property, it was a sequel, yeah. prequel, whatever. Like that was like, a prequel to one of the biggest movies of all time so there was so much hype and like from everything i've read about it like people lined up to see it at midnight so i would think that's what started it all and then harry potter a few years later people were psyched for that lord of the rings and then all those sequels and it's just like all the superhero sequels i think it all started with phantom menace probably and i mean granted like we're saying that there could be uh moments and experiences of other movies as well from different eras but I think, I think Independence Day was a big one because it had that awesome Super Bowl trailer with a. It was just the White House blowing up. That's why that, they did that shot. Like we've talked yeah. about this. That movie is okay. It's not that great. Like plot like wise, it. it's kind of just like if you if you if you truly break it down. Let's talk about yeah. this for a second. The aliens have the same type of technology that we do enough so. Yeah. That the virus that we upload can hack their computers mm-hmm. like that that leap alone all they have to do and i don't know where i heard this at but they have to say one line if yeah. you say one line you can make all that make sense where what you say is one of the scientists that has the ship at area 51 they say this is where all of our technology has come from yeah we have built the internet phones computers Every video games, everything you have now has come from this ship and this technology. And there you go. Yeah. That's the one throwaway line. Yeah. It's, it's, and they threw it away. <laughs> that's, that's a good line. Um, it's, it's not a good movie. It, it's a throwback to B movies, sci fi B movies with big, like, ensemble casts. Let me tell and, you, it's fun. And that, in that respect, it works. But, I don't know. When it comes to 90s sci-fi Will Smith movies, Men in Black all day. Wow, what a very <coughs> specific thing to say. When I mean, it comes to 90s sci-fi films, it's Wild Wild West every day. There's there's classic ones, and I think Men in Black does it the best. That movie's phenomenal. It's Men in Black tight. is it's, fantastic. It's uh, it's made with care. It's got unique like directorial cinematography choices great cast firing on all cylinders i love that movie whereas independence day is just like yeah that that was a big deal when it came out (laughs) you know yeah it would will smith's career would have been a fun one to analyze on the pod yeah if he didn't just completely shatter his career with a strange moment was it a year ago 
almost two years ago. Isn't and not just nice? that, like, it's crazy. But, like, not just that, but I feel like he has some good movies and then so many movies that are just, like, eh. And it would just kind of be a boring episode. Like, <clears throat> why would I want to talk about, like, Enemy of the State? <laughs> well, but that's one of the ones that gets him started. Yeah. But, like, it's his movies, like, are either good or just bland. I don't care for iRobot. Um, oh, you are in the minority on that one. Men in Black 2. I don't know. Did Men, Black, did Men in Black 2 have a midnight release that was, like, really popular, do you think? Uh, were people lined up to see that talking dog? No, probably not. <laughs> or maybe it was. Who knows? I remember seeing Men in Black 3 at midnight. Really? Yeah, and then leaving being like, all that right. Was a, that was, well, because he's not that bad. Because <coughs> I, what I want to say why is like, and yeah. what was fun about it is that it became a just community event. It was like yeah. in the summer, it was like, hey, what are we yep. going to go see this week? It's a Thursday night. We have no school tomorrow. Yep. Why don't we go see a movie? And that's where you get random things like, I mean, I like I said, Transformers. We were pretty pumped about that one. But the one I always yeah. mention is uh, Jackass 3D. Went to go nice. see that at midnight. Uh, yeah, I my friends and I went to go see the new Evil, or not the, but the 2013 version of Evil Dead when we were in college that, because it was like early September. We're like, we might as well just go. We saw 42, yeah. the Jackie Robinson movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, like cause nice. when it came to it, it was it – was, you know, I I don't I was never a like let's go out and party and do all this stuff. I was definitely more obviously yeah. if you know the pod style, but like someone who would want to go to the movies and watch movies and hang out. And like my friend group, we would do Friday screenings of random movies that my friend who was in uh, film his film major at the time that I joined in he had not seen, so we just like do screenings of random movies. Yeah, and like I remember I, watching Blazing Saddles and his roommate <laughs> literally. So we're watching Blazing Saddles in in his college dorm, and his roommate just comes in because it was like a living room space and then just stands next to the couch where uh, my yeah. friend and I are just sitting and we both look at him and we're like, Hey, do you want to like sit down? And he was like, no, no, I'm going to go shower in a second. Stood the whole movie, the whole movie, which was another, <laughs> such, like an hour like and a half. That's like a dad move right there. <laughs> yeah. And we kept being like, it's a futon. Like there's plenty of space. He's like, no, no, I'm yeah. going to leave in a second. And then like just watched all of blazing saddles. That's funny. Yeah. But, but yeah, we would do the same thing. Like there, I've seen so many random movies at midnight. Um, I've seen the big ones like Toy Story 3 was mm-hmm. honestly probably my favorite midnight experience. Um, Isn't it I weird was, how random movies can do that? Really? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Toy Story. Again, another like returning property. I think it was me and my friends, Josh, Nick and Shane. And I may or may not have been under the influence. Uh, the best way but, to watch Toy Story. I remember walking in and it was like a theater full of people our age, probably also under the influence. And it was 3D and I don't really care for 3D, but it just, it just made it more memorable, you know? And I remember being so amped waiting in line for snacks. And then like the trailers, we were so amped that the trailers were just coming at us hard. Even those were making it. I remember we saw a trailer for uh, Tron Legacy and Josh leaned over like, whoa, this, I feel like this is what people felt like when they saw Star Wars for the first time. <laughs> I was like, okay. And Which then, is what uh, Disney's wanted to hear for so many years. Oh my God, yeah. Tron's like Star Wars. Let's go, 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 go. <laughs> and then uh, I remember the Despicable Me trailer. There, You know that fart gun or whatever? Yeah. That was in the trailer. And when that happened, I remember Josh cracked up. And then he goes, I think I laughed too hard at that one. <laughs> like, And then the movie started. And 
it was a great movie. And I just remember moments like when uh, Mr. Potato Head is, is a tortilla. Remember that part? Yeah. I, I don't remember, remember that because I think I saw Toy Story 3 twice and one of them was <laughs> at midnight. Oh, okay. But like, I remember it was just such a simple, such a simple joke. And the whole theater full of 20 year olds were laughing their asses off. And I was like, this is great. Like Disney's just crushing it. Pixar's crushing it, which is such a simple joke with 20 year olds. And that's what I loved about the midnight experience was just, everyone was so excited that every beat worked. Yeah. That's the, I mentioned earlier. It's like the, it's the community feeling of it. Yep. I remember seeing dark Knight rises and uh, yes. watching Batman get the shit kicked out of him. You could hear a pin drop in the theater. Yep. It was quiet. Yep. And then, you know, uh, watching, conversely, Transformers uh, 2 or whatever. And when there's like the giant like balls on screen, it's just like yeah. another pin drop where no one. It was just like, all right, we're all watching this together. Cool. Got it. Yep. All right. Yeah, like, But it was funny because you could really gauge what you were watching through the eyes of your audience members mm-hmm. and so one that i always tell and one of the last ones that i remember was i drove from school to uh my, uh, my sister's place and we went with a, a group of her friends to go see batman vs superman dawn of justice oh dear yep and Neat. so yeah so we go and see this movie and i mean again max and i we talked about it a billion times huge batman fans yeah, uh, and we're watching this movie, and I'm just like, the whole movie, my eyes itching. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell? It like is like I mean like hurting, so I'm itching. Whatever, blah blah blah. Get back to her place. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna crash on the couch, and then I'm gonna leave because I have class the next day. Because obviously yeah. again, it's Friday. Um, or I had like something. They're like they got a late class or something. So. I sleep, I wake up, I go to the bathroom, and my eye is swollen. Oh, dear. Yeah, and I got a sty. So you were just allergic to that movie? Uh, yeah, so I say Batman <laughs> and Superman was so bad, it literally hurt my eyes. I I saw that, I don't think it was a midnight thing, because I think those were kind of dying out at that time. That was the, that I, was the period when it started, was that like yeah. 2016? Yeah, and I saw it like a 7 p.m. before. You ruined it, you piece yeah, of shit. it was my fault. But like, I remember... You know the buzz wasn't great, and I didn't. I didn't think it was the worst movie. I think it sometimes gets too much hate. Uh, I don't think it also gets sometimes things. too much so, uh, love. Yeah. Oh, oh! Boy. Let me just say on the podcast right now. Yes. Yeah. If you, I love many directors. Yeah. I love John Carpenter. I love Quentin Tarantino's movies. I love Martin Scorsese in his movies. I like, but I can admit to myself when movies are bad. Yeah. And there is a almost cult-like status for Zack Snyder yes. in his movies. Yes. That does not make any sense. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm sorry, folks. You could show me 55 different cuts of Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and the Justice League, and they're yeah. both too long and boring. I agree. And, and it's fine th- to admit that. This might be the most controversial thing I say on the podcast. Uh, leave it right it now. If you want to. But uh, I remember when batman vs superman came out in college my friend naraj and i um we noticed that like the people that were super culty about Zack snyder were also trumpers and i was just like is there a connection between the two like i remember people who loved bvs were also it was the same year that trump uh first ran 
were also the people that were all maggot up. Maybe it was just a roommate I had at the time who was just one person played both ways. And then Niraj did his homework. I was like, oh, shit, there's more. Anywho. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some standard movies are great. Like uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake that he did. Great. Yes. I really I like Watchmen. It's fun. I like Watchmen. I don't care Watchman, for, just the yeah, one. I, I, I'm just I, a big I, fan of the one. <laughs> um, I don't care for uh, Man of Steel's um, good. I don't care for that movie. I don't care for. I honestly think 300 is one of the most overrated movies of all time. Um, but Watchmen does its job well. That movie's well made, and I 300. think that might be the best one. Do you think? You know what's funny is that if we did like a, I don't know what we're gonna do if I did like a let's rank the Snyder movies. It would be the most listened to and most hated episode because yeah. we would not talk kindly yeah. about many of them, mm-hmm. you know, but we would talk. It would be like, yeah, like our favorite would be like, watch me be like, what are you talking about? Justice League's Snyder Cut is the greatest movie of all time. Ugh. Yeah, but anywho, what, let's get back to Midnight Movies. <laughs> well, what I was going to say, what I was going to get to was, yeah, well, with 300. Yeah. And this is kind of where it comes into play is. There became, and we talked about this with Snakes in a Plane, there became almost this meme-like rise of films in the mid-2000s because the internet started to come out and and build itself more than just being a place for, you know, news and sources and stuff. It became a a chat room, a place to find those little connecting points that you wouldn't find before the internet. So you could find someone across the country that liked the same thing you like. You could deeply look into uh people who were making fan fiction and and you could look into how the movies were being made you and it was a it was a way to just kind of monitor your favorite things and so snakes on a plane is one of the first movies and we've talked about this on that episode that and like i think it's x-men where the internet truly drove where the movie went to because x-men 3 added the i'm the juggernaut bitch line because the internet and Snakes in a Plane literally added the the Sam Jackson line, like the iconic line, and changed the name back because that was the working title. Yeah. The real title was not Snake. It was like Flight something, it was like a number. And Sam Jackson like got that changed back because the internet was also like rabid for it. And yeah. I think 300 falls into that realm because This Is Sparta became this meme. Yeah. And it always like – from then on, like, became this, like, some things in movies become larger than the movies themselves. And just like uh, uh, Independence Day, uh-huh. it is a moment or a line or a scene or anything can can overcome the actual overall product of the movie. Yeah. And like, it's like the, the individual thing is the, more than the sum of its parts. And... I think that line drives that movie. Like watch that movie again. It's, it's, it's good. It just also, I mean, the so much slow motion that I can't take it anymore. And then, uh, the color grading for the love of God, Zack Snyder, stop color grading your movie. Like it doesn't need to be, what was it? Brown. Everything's brown. And then when you watch like man of steel, everything's like this, like blue gray. It's like, just have colors look like they're supposed to look. But I agree. And what's funny is, conversely like snakes in a plane that movie has that line but when you watch the movie it's good and so i think with midnight movies the internet truly charged 
mm-hmm. people's interest. Like the one that I remember was uh, when Paranormal Activity was coming out. Yeah. And it was like request this to be seen in your town. And then you would go like – and we went the first day it was available. Yeah. Because it had to be requested to get there. And so I think the internet was a really big – and that's why the 2000s you see this huge rise in midnight movies and in Marvel movies and superhero movies and movies with followings because – and fans have been following it since its inception point mm-hmm. and it drives you to go see it first because what happens there as well and talking on internet if you wait a day it's getting spoiled yep everything you see on myspace because it was myspace at the time yeah. and everything you hear when you're at work or when you're at school or whatever is people talking about this and it became a cultural touchstone it was you have to be the first person to see it and That's true. I want to see what has the highest ever midnight, uh, you know, like budgeting or like not budget, but um, profit. But is there anything that you want to talk about? While I look this up. Um, I feel like there was a little bit ago. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm happy you brought up Dark Knight Rises and Transformers, too, because I saw both of those at midnight. And those are two of my most memorable midnight experiences as well, because um, I don't really care for the Dark Knight Rises anymore. It's kind of lost its luster for me but that was one of the best movies i've ever seen at midnight the ending that that uh last 10 minutes of that movie was so epic at midnight um so that was awesome and then on the other side transformers 2 i remember seeing that at midnight because i loved the first one when that came mm-hmm. out i thought it was awesome so when it was coming out, i was like yeah i'll see the second one at midnight you know packed sold out theater and I remember just, it was one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. Like the first 10 minutes, I'm like, this isn't good. And then it got worse. And I was like, oh dear, it's getting worse with each passing minute. And then his mom, she gets like stoned on the college campus, but she's acting like she's drunk. And I was like, oh dear, they're jumping all of the sharks right now, aren't they? And then I don't remember what happened in the rest of the movie. I think like there's the balls, like you said, John Tuturo, there's pyramids. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that that was, and I felt that way about Iron Man too as well because I love the first one obviously, and we saw that at midnight, and I'm like, oh dear, this isn't this isn't good. And then Iron Man peed in his suit, and I was like, oh my god. Well, that's this a really important be- question. Where does he go? Yeah, it's like the yeah. Ghostbusters. Did you realize that the green tube that comes out of their suit <laughs> is for pee? That's not true. That is true. Yeah, I looked this up because I did a Ghostbusters costume this year. And yeah. it is for um, – and what, the way they phrase it is like um, incontinence due to fright. Okay. So did you read this on like a Ghostbusters wiki page? Yeah. But I mean if you're asking me who knows the most about the Ghostbusters, it's the Ghostbusters wiki page. I I read those sometimes. I'm like where the fuck are they getting all of this information? Is there like – Probably someone told them that. novelizations? Yeah. Probably someone was like, hey um, – when they asked like Dan Aykroyd, like a fan con, like what was the yeah. tube for? And he's like, if you peed. And they're like, yes. I guarantee you that's probably Dan Aykroyd writing it. I'm telling you, it's Dan Aykroyd in, adding in it. In his old age, he just smokes his cigars, drinks his vodka, does that. What a horrible combination. <laughs> I know. That's what he does, though. I read like an article about his vodka, and he's like, nothing's better than having a steak, a cigar, and vodka. I'm like, I can really? tell you that there's many more things that are better than that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, vodka? Come on, dude. Straight vodka. Ugh. Anywho. Um, so, yeah. Midnight movies. I will say, one of the best midnight experiences ever. Um, so, 
like in college, my friend Josh, Nick, and Drew, whenever we'd come home for like summer or Christmas break, we'd hang out and uh, we'd stay the night at Drew's house because his parents had like a huge house and um, we'd always go to the movies. And um, we called ourselves the A Team because we saw that movie, The A Team. <laughs> And uh, not a very fun movie, but afterwards we were all hyped up and just getting it's a decent film. It's, I mean, so, the cast is weirdly great. Yeah, I I agree. But like, it I has the UFC movie. fighter in there casually. But like, we were just like, oh yeah, we're the A team. We just saw that movie. So, anywho, the A team saw some fun movies in theaters. But the, one of the most memorable theater experiences, I remember, it was Christmas break, and we were at his house, and there was. Uh, he had like a really steep hill in the backyard, perfect for sledding. So we're sledding and we're talking like, after we're sledding, let's go see a movie. And we're like, the Yes Man comes out at midnight. Want to see that? And we're like, I guess. Let's go see the Yes Man. So we're sledding. And um, I'll never forget it. Nick is at the top of the hill. He starts going down so fucking fast. And there's like a tree hanging, like a branch hanging off a tree just on the ground. He hits that branch and he goes from so fast to just not going at all. He just stops and I just hear him go Ugh. and he comes up the hill and he like cut his ear <laughs> and oh my God. we go inside and Drew's mom, I forgot she's a doctor or a nurse, but you know, medical field. She's looking at his ear and she goes, yeah, you should probably go to urgent care. That looks pretty serious. So we're like, okay, take Nick. We're all talking, but what are we going to do? Take Nick to the urgent care or see yes, man at midnight. And we saw yes, man at midnight. <laughs> instead of taking him i mean he's care. fine he'll be fine yeah he's fine he was like a dog he healed himself but like i just thought it was so funny that we did that instead of helping our friend and uh go figure not a lot of people at the yes man um midnight premiere and the movie itself wasn't very good i don't remember much of it it was a very weak jim carrey movie but that's just liar liar with a different take yeah, exactly. Much um, bo- more boring. Yeah. What I found was that it looks like the biggest opening day in this, again, might include after or before midnight showings. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's Endgame. Okay. Um, but before that, I'm looking at movies that came out a little bit earlier than that. And uh, it'd be either Force Awakens or it'd be the uh, um, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Like, those were okay. the two. Um, yeah, everything else sense. is pretty recent. But... Yeah. Um, what was I gonna jump on with one of the, with a little bit of that? Um, I think again, kind of going back to where we were before we talked about injuries to children. Um, um, I think honestly, you should not edit this episode. I think it's kind of cool that we're just talking; like it feels natural, you know. What if the listeners are like get to the fucking point? Um, no, what I want to talk about was I looked up while I was looking up that information. Someone was asking what was the first midnight release, and uh, our speculation was correct. It was the Phantom Menace was the first big one that was had to see it at midnight, twelve oh one, because of the fan that built up. I think again, that's the internet that comes into play that helps build up the experience of seeing a movie immediately when it comes out. Yeah, and that was like the infancy of the internet. So it was like all those old message boards of people sharing spoilers so yeah they had to be the first to see it and then they left there's that simpsons episode where they all go see it and it's just yeah. like this like political melodrama about taxes and stuff i just watched that one a few months ago i'd never seen it before that's a good episode i am a 
supposed because a lot of people are like the the height of the Simpsons is season two. I'm, I'm turning into yeah. Professor Frank. The height of the Simpsons is season two to season seven, and I'm like, give yeah. me till season twelve. I agree. I'm good. And you know what? Um, I it's my favorite show. I I'm currently on like a on like an obsession with it. I've just been watching everything from basically what you just said. Like I'm on season eleven right now, which I think gets too much hate, but that's a story for a different episode. Uh, but like. I think last year I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch a few newer ones and see how they are. And like, you know, they're not as good, but they're still funny. Like there's still some really well-written jokes in there. And it just made me think like, there's some episodes that aren't as good, but they're still, they still have good jokes in them. You know? Yeah. Like the plot might be a little undercooked or there's just a celebrity cameo for no reason, but then they just hit you with a really well-written zinger. And it's like, this is the best show ever. I get why it's been on for so long. It's kind of like we were talking about with Seinfeld, where it's like, you know, it's like a band that you go to see that's been around for too long. And you're like, yeah, you don't have it as much anymore. And you might rely on bringing in your background vocals. Like, I can't remember who said it, but they were like, you know that a singer has lost their way when uh, they have to bring in uh, young uh, females to sing the high notes. So, like, Elton John has all those and... Uh, Paul McCartney has those now, and like uh, I think Motley, Motley Crue. Crew. Yep, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that. Look at yeah, but so that's when you know like a band has kind of shifted where they were to where they are now. When it's like, yeah, I can't sing "Kickstart My Heart." Well, he can't sing it anyways, but well, he couldn't um, sing to begin with. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah. And then forty thousand pounds later, he's like, now I'm really fucked. You just want this episode to get pulled. We're we're picking on people. <laughs> we're, don't edit this out. And he just like has this like anger ridden rant. It's Vince Neil. Come yeah. on. The listener would be like, we agree. Yeah, there. He was deaf. When you think about bands, definitely got carried by the background, like the Tommy yeah. Lee and the uh, Nikki Six and all, and then the other one, uh, um, uh, Mick Mars. I yeah. I have a. Soft Why do we spot know about for, that? I have a soft spot for Motley Crue. They're not very good, but um, I I know too much about them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but is that know, by your own know, choice? It is. And, like, I don't know how it happened. I, in high school, I was taking in all this classic rock. Yeah, and same. at some point, I took them, and I had the greatest hits. And uh, they're not good. If you really listen to Tommy Lee's drum parts, sometimes it's like, you're just a showman, aren't you? And uh, that's what they were. Real. They were just showmen. They were yeah. just the... I want to do a April Fool's Day episode where we just do a bracket of the best American rock band of all time. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's fun. And let me tell you, Motley Crue will not be on that list. They'd be in the top 40. (laughs) I don't know if that's true. You don't think so? Because here, we always do this. Max and I always do this. Well, Max will say a number and he's like oh they're definitely in this like he was like I think it was like Credence was like a top 10 like American. There's some rock band. And I was like, no. Oh, I know. Oh, no, no. It was Van Halen. Yes. And I said, no. You are insane. You are insane. Do you want me to – are we doing this live? Van – yes. Van Halen. The Eagles. The Beach Boys. Aerosmith. Nirvana. Metallica. Green nope, Day. Nope, you know, nope, Metallica me. is much bigger than nope. Metallica is much bigger than nope. Van Halen. Nope, nope, nope. Metallica nope. is much. Uh, Eddie, the Grateful Dead. Fine, you know what? The Grateful Eddie Dead. Eddie Van Halen influenced Metallica. Eddie okay. Van Halen. Okay, influenced just because someone guitars. influenced. Okay, then yes. what is the number one person of all time? Beethoven, because he influenced modern Eddie. music. Like, no, you can't Van say just Halen. because he was influenced doesn't mean he's can. better. Yep. If if we're going like the best, like the most influential, the best. 
I think Van Halen's over Metallica. I'm saying Metallica should be in there, but I think Van Halen's over Metallica. All day. I and highly disagree with you. You could say it's biased because they're my favorite It band, is biased. But at the same time, at the same time, I think they're way more influential and legendary than Metallica. I completely disagree. And Metallica shifted metal all day. Way I just am listing. Okay. Then we'll keep going back to American bands. Cause I, yeah. What was it? The Grateful Dead was the last one that I listed off. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I'm, we're what? We're at, what? How many was I there that you agree with? Eight? Um. Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, the Eagles for sure. Beach Boys, I'm, I'm typing on my phone If now. <laughs> you say Beach Boys I'm, are underneath I'm, Van Halen, you're out of your mind. Oh, no, 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 no. Be- Beach Boys, to me, might be number one, honestly. Jimi Hendrix Experience? Uh, are they American? Yeah, because, I mean, I technically he was, he was born in Seattle. I thought he was British. Well, okay. that, that could be an argument for Van Halen because the Van Halen brothers are Dutch. Ooh, they, get them out of there. Born in America, <laughs> but David Lee Roth, the might Doors, be the most American thing ever. Oh, Van Halen's over the Doors. You better the Doors. Stop. Is, the Doors. I don't know. Jim Morrison's Pearl Jam. Ramones. Okay. They're over Pearl Jam. You know what? The Doors might be above Van Halen because of Jim Morrison. He's like the front man. That's what I'm saying. All right. I'm I'm making a list. Bruce Springsteen, the Street Band. Yeah. Guns N' Roses think, has the highest Van... double album selling of all time. Yeah. There's another one. Foo Fighters. Nah. Just t- Kiss. Nirvana. Yeah. What do you think about Kiss? I think that they, just like Motley Crue, captivated an audience by with their performative nature, but I don't think that the music is all that quality. I yeah. think if you listen to a Kiss song, it is so basic. Like, listen to Strutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is the most basic, like, bump. It's just the most like bait. There's no yeah. complexity to kiss. And that's fine. Sometimes when I want to order something, I order the most basic thing on the menu. I get a BLT because at the end of the day, sometimes a BLT is better than something crazy. I, I agree. And I, I don't agree with um, most things Gene Simmons says, but the one thing I agreed with him, he said, kiss is a brand, not a band. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they, they, they did a great job selling themselves to teenagers in the seventies. And, they're legendary for that, yeah. you know. <laughs> they're legends, but I'd say they're like they're in the top thirty, but not the top ten. If you're looking at like sales wise, they're number like what five or something. But you also have um, I'll throw it out. What there do you t- think? Okay. Oh wait, what were you gonna say? Who are you throwing? Talking heads. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. So I'm telling um, you, we're at like fifteen. I I know you hate Springsteen. But I just hate. I I said earlier. I said Bruce Springsteen needs to your band. I think Bruce sucks, but the E Street Band is great. (laughs) I think they're in the top twenty. Now, my question for you: biases aside, who do you think's over? Like, who do you think it is? Tom Petty or Springsteen? Which one comes first? Like, oh, Springsteen. You think so? I think Tom Petty is better, but I think it's Springsteen. The I kind of agree the only thing against that is tom petty's songs have become so ingrained in american culture that some of them are like american folk songs at but this point. You know I mean? but here's what i would say i see bruce springsteen in the same light that i see the grateful dead yeah. is the mainstream appeal because i mean you can say that but then look at born in the usa and born to run mm-hmm. like those are ingrained yeah that's that's true this will be the episode that we do later on, but uh, are we? <laughs> are you leaving all this in? <laughs> yeah, I was told not to edit, so we're getting. I, I did all say this. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, Van Halen rules. Moving on. 
uh, but they're not top ten. Moving on. Um, so what we are saying is, um, you know, speaking of top ten, we'll do a quick top five movie theater snack. Where um, you at? I mean, we we know number one, popcorn. Popcorn number one. So do we? Uh, do we even? I mean, it has to be there. Yeah, yeah. Popcorn is number one because it's yeah. a snack. It's what you get to snack on at the movies. You know what? You um, just describe what a snack is. <laughs> I, I'm kind of on the fence about number two because when I was a kid and I'd go to the movies with my mom, I'd always get the Butterfinger Bites, not Butterfinger mm. BBs, the Butterfinger Bites. And it was like the best thing ever, eating those with my cherry, my frozen cherry. Ma cherry. I was going to say uh, number two is a Slurpee. Slurpee, yeah. But like I'd eat the Butterfinger Bite and then I'd take some of my mom's popcorn and like put them in my mouth at the yeah. same time. Delicious. But like I'm on the fence because I got those a few years ago. Those things... They must have changed the recipe of Butterfingers. They suck now. Those that, that was my favorite candy bar when I was a kid. Every so I want to say food. that, but they have not held up over time. So I'm not going to put that in there. I but the thing is, I think it still did. But I mean, like I I used to do snow caps, which is just chocolate chips and sprinkles, which is like the most children thing to be like. I went to my chocolate dip sprinkles, and they're like done. I think most people would say like gummy something is like in their wheelhouse for a snack. Yeah. Like, I mean, for me, probably my, if my number two is going to be uh, a Slurpee or a slushy, my number three is going to be Twizzlers. Okay. Like getting that pack, they have a full size pack that you'd get. Yeah. It's perfect. I remember, I remember seeing Civil War and the person who sit, sat next to me got Twizzlers and they just smelled so good. <laughs> I've never gotten them at the theater. And the, like, and the, like the strawberry one, not the, not the black licorice or not like the weird, like cherry pull apart uh, ones, like the generic. Can no, kiss my ass. I hate black, like black licorice. And if you do, you're lying. You can eat that. And for two weeks, still have that taste in your mouth. After brushing your teeth for two weeks, it's really, it, uh, I'm just, I think I'm getting, it's because of people who have like destroyed their taste buds with like smoking. Yeah, and they're like they, they just want something. I love I love the taste of nothingness and, <laughs> and pain. Uh, yeah. Anywho, but let's get back on track. Where are you at on dots? Um, are those like the those are like really the colorful gummy ones? Yeah, colorful gummies. I don't care for them. They're not. They're for not me. my top five. Yeah. yeah, they are in your top five. They're not. Your... No, I was gonna say okay. Twizzlers. I'm not a fan of. I don't want like maybe like a pretzel and cheese is fine. Yeah, but I don't need like a. As much as I love the Alamo, sometimes yeah. it's like I get a full course meal. I'm like I don't need that. I agree. And you know what? I was gonna put pretzels with cheese in my top five because I just love that. But uh, it's it's tough to say because I would say, honestly, popcorn, Slurpee or pop, whatever. Um, and then just some chocolatey thing like M and M's. I was about to say M and M's or let's go E T Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. I Reese's will say, Pieces I think are superior to M and M's, but um, not peanut M and M's. The only pro- peanut M and M's are my favorite thing ever. But the only where thing do is, I land on this list? Number four. I'm okay. Uh, Reese's Pieces. Um, I get sick of them. Like at first, I'm like these are delicious, but the more I eat them, I'm like, oh, they're just it's just all peanut butter. You, like, you, it's like, my the chocolate? Thing, I think Andy said that Andy Dwyer from, um, Parks and Recreation. Like I just said, Andy, like you would know that. Remember Andy? Yeah, well, I, you um, know, what's funny is <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> Where he's like, uh, you know, I think I'm allergic to sushi. After I have like 50 pieces, I throw up. Yeah, exactly. That's you. Oh, when I have, when I have two boxes of Reese's pieces, they all just start to taste the same. Yeah. Um, anywho. Anywho. I mean, I think, what was that? Four? We didn't have a list. I'd this, say it's at this point, like 
because I don't want to be generic and be like my favorite. But I think you know what fruity candy. Let like, me tell you something. Yeah, I think we go contrarian easy. Okay, go on. You and I do the same thing, where it is sometimes the answer is obvious. Yeah. But we don't want to be – like when we do like brackets, oh we're like, God. yeah, it could be this, but Dude. let me explain why it's not. And it's like, no, just like – just pick the right one. I've been meaning to text you because like a month ago, um, it was late at night and I was just wanted to watch a movie, Bruise Asleep, and uh, World's Greatest Dad was on Peacock. And I was like, I like that movie. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. First time in years. I still love it. It's still very strange and entertaining. But as I was watching it, I was thinking – what the fuck was I thinking during that bracket? Like, why would I pick this over a crowd pleaser? This movie is not for everybody. And I was picking it like top five. Everyone's talking about this movie of Robin Williams. It's like, I should just pick Flubber. I know that was like almost a year ago, but yeah. So he's referring to, if you hadn't listened to this episode, um, I would like to do another one of these because I thought that was a lot of fun. We did a genre movie draft and where Liz, myself and Max each, picked a topic or a genre and we drafted what we thought were five of the best represented representations of what those things are and i'm still mad because i i think i only got one win based on like default which was bullshit because yeah. that ron williams one i cleaned you yeah. know and i think i cleaned the parody one as well i got like blaze I, uh, I got um holy grail at like number four and you're yeah. like well i'm nostalgic for scary movie four i'm like get bent no, I didn't say that. Yes, you'd. Liz, I'll run Liz, the tape back. No, this, Liz said the Scary Movie 4. And you said, I'm picking hers because I like Scary Movie 4. I'm nostalgic for those I, movies. But you know what it was? What it came down to was she was talking about Scary Movie 4, but what she was actually meant to say was Scary Movie 3. But she did. Which And she picked I, Scary Movie 4. I know. That, that's beyond me. But I knew what she meant to say, and that's why I picked Because I and, like Scary Movie 3. Scary Movie 4, not so much. You all know what I want to say? And it's What's on that? tape, listener. And I, if I feel like it, I'll put the clip in here. Liz said, oh, but I don't want Spencer to win. So it was a bias against me. Yeah, but, that's that's beyond us. But what we're saying is, so Max picked, like we started to go pretty deep into this Robin Williams. So with the three we did were parody movies, Stephen King adaptations, and Robin mm-hmm. Williams movies. And Max refused to pick Jumanji because he hated it, and he I ended up picking World's movie, Greatest Dad, which I love. And I should have picked Flubber. Right? That's, no one picked. I know Flubber. that's a confusing thought process, but it's I not. hate. I hate Jumanji, so I picked a personal favorite of mine, but what I should have picked was just a crowd pleaser. But that's how the voting system works, because if you're doing the best representation, like, again, if we're saying best, like, American rock bands, you give me a top 15, you got to pick the top 15 of Robin Williams movies, World's Greatest Dad is not falling in the top 15. All right, and you know what? I'm going to make you a little bit more happy. Um, So You watch Jumanji? I'm a huge Van Halen fan. My brother Vince is a huge Metallica fan. And during our little technical difficulties, I texted him, if you were making a top 10 greatest American rock bands, would you put Van Halen over Metallica? Trying to settle an argument. He's on your side. But I'm waiting for his response after that because that might be a bias. I I am not saying, like, okay, I think Van Halen, and again, I'm being contrarian. And this episode is just all over the map now. We were about midnight movies, and now we're on Van Halen arguments. We should just call this episode, like, Spencer and Max Chat. Yep, that's what we're going to call it. It's going to be called just a chat about stuff and <laughs> that used to be about midnight movies and movie theater experiences. Um, <laughs> if, 
Like I'll I'll put Van Halen at like eight. Okay. So like, you'll at least like put them in the top ten. Yeah, but to say like they're like for sure, you you would put them like top three. Oh yeah. No, which I is not true. I wouldn't put them in top. That's when the biases come in. I See? wouldn't put them in the top three. But for you to say like there's not an argument for like eight, nine, ten. Well, the only reason I say that is because Eddie Van Halen really did like change guitar playing. Okay, so, but so did Jimi Hendrix, as we just mentioned earlier, and so the, I mean, the loophole could be that they're f- from another country, but you don't get much more American than David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. Let's be honest; well, they I are. Think you, I think David particularly Lee Roth is American. The most, and uh, yeah. Michael Anthony on bassist is pretty much your is your American dad. You know what I mean? He just looks like an American dad playing bass in a rock band. So, and once again, they're all about partying and. Blah, blah, blah. American culture. So speaking of American culture and partying, Midnight Movies were such an American cultural touchstone (laughs) within the early 2000s. And it became a movie party in your seat. So you'd have people coming in dressed up in costumes. You'd have people throwing stuff at the screen. Beach balls were a thing. Did you ever bring a beach ball in? I didn't. I I think I may have had like a pirate. I dressed up as a pirate for Pirates of the Caribbean too, but I really weird enough it was for Yes Man. I just had like a bandana. That's all I did. Yeah, I dressed up as Jim Carrey in the Yes Man. You know that memorable costume? I actually just wore his liar liar suit, just all brown. <laughs> I got his uh, me myself and Irene crew cut. Uh, perfect cut. <laughs> See, um, we could do a Jim. That's what we need to do: Jim Carrey movie draft. Yeah. See, and Adam Sandler. It could be a sequel to our episode. No. You are. You love Adam Sandler. You have the <laughs> softest like part of your heart for that man i know you do you always bring up click which makes me happy because i okay i bring up click because it's the first movie i walked out on me and my mom were bawling our eyes out it's a good movie okay let me take that back it's a bad movie but it's so entertaining and that's most adam sandler things yeah the first part not the second (laughs) <laughs> you love that guy i know you do i do it's you know he's falling in a level of I mean, you're gonna make me hate him you're gonna uh, make me end up hating. i I, I, if, I created if, the greatest adam sandler movie of all time into the sandler verse i wish that was a thing but i i okay i'll say this um you say i'm gonna make you hate him but at the same time i think i've made you like him more now because when I, I can when i met you when you were down in the dumps when i met you uh you hated the guy and now you bring him up a lot for you yeah i bring him up for you i do this for you <laughs> yeah no, but what were we let's finish, let's wrap this i'm gonna, conversation I'm gonna up. go i'm gonna go watch billy madison and listen to van halen and there's nothing you can do about it yeah i'm gonna go do other productive things <laughs> i'm gonna go listen to stradovinsky and watch uh the english patient and during <laughs> all of that 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 sounds way more cultured than what I'm going to do. But yeah. during all of that, I'm going to write Yelp reviews for Butterfingers and just like trash them. So I'm going to do all, all the things. Butterfingers going all the way back. Yeah. The Simpsons had an ad for Butterfingers, and that was like the biggest ad in the '90s, where it's like nobody really had a finger on but Butterfinger. It was Bart Simpson. Yeah. How crazy yeah. is that? Those are the Butterfinger BBs. And then you know I, what? Think I was thinking about. Wait, sorry. Go on. The down the Simpsons should have ended. At the Simpsons movie. The movie, we've talked about this. Yeah, and yeah. would that be a movie you would have seen at midnight? Do you think it had a big midnight release for all the Simpsons fans? I I saw the Simpsons movie at midnight. Now that you mention it, I forgot about that. Um, that was my birthday because it came out the day before or after my birthday. I don't know. It was. A, it was we a saw release. that. That was like um, I think it was after. Yeah. Okay. So my birthday 
And then at midnight that night, we went to see the Simpsons. I invited a bunch of my friends and I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, cause my brothers were down like in the second row and we didn't know they were going to be there. So memories, they're fun. fun though. Yeah. It was a, and it's not my favorite movie. Like I thought maybe it's cause I was such a huge fan that I just felt underwhelmed, but it was a fun experience. Yeah. Good times. And that, I think that's a way we can wrap this thing up. Cause it's been an hour of ramblings yeah. and things will get <laughs> cut. This will have been trimmed a little because uh, it needs to be, it needs, well, we had technical difficulties. Take that part out. Yeah. And there may be other tar- parts that I, you know, touch up on and you should, tweak a little bit. Just, just for fun, you should put hold music at that part. Just, just some ooh, generic royalty free hold music. Yeah, I wish I had the editing power. But we want to talk about this for a long time. Do we feel like we covered everything? Yeah. And I mean, we. It was a fun episode. We definitely went on our tangents, but no. I think our t- I think our tangents are entertaining. I know you do too. So I do that- too, but I also have to think about all the listeners. <laughs> yeah, I bet I bet there's an audience for what we just did, and I hope they found this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they were just they just happened to type direct to audio, and then you popped up. So what you're hoping is yeah. that just like us stumbling to find a random midnight movie to watch because you're bored. Someone was like, I want to listen to an hour-long podcast. Let me see what they talk about here. Oh, they rank their best uh, theater food. They make a debate about Van Halen. They talk (laughs) briefly about midnight movies and the reference Transformers 2 way too much. (laughs) And they talk about past episodes that I haven't listened to. Yeah, this is my kind of thing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this Um, is a deep cut. This is for the fans. Great. Good thing we're coming right out of spooky season with this one. Yeah. um yeah well max i appreciate you and i love our tangents and i love you yes, and yes. uh love miss you, you and hopefully we'll see you soon but yeah your next episode will actually be a movie yeah and it'll be more structured i'll do my homework home alone too and i i please rewatch it yeah yeah i will because because the thing is the best part of watching those again is to see the random nuanced things that you haven't seen in the background those yeah. little moments and the weird character ticks yeah that you're like why did they do this i agree i um, I didn't watch Gremlins before we did that, but I think I'd seen it enough that I knew. Um, I wish I watched Ghostbusters before that episode because that got kind of sloppy because of me. Um, so what I'm getting to is when we did Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, part of me was like, I'm going to wing it. I've seen that movie enough, but I'm glad that I watched it because I picked up on so many nuances that I wouldn't. Oh, that movie's so wonderful. And it's going to have time to be watching that movie. Yep. Oh, yeah. and you know what? Um, Bree and I got into a John Hughes debate last night kind of like what we just did with van halen and um it actually got me back into the john hughes episode idea so let's stick a pin in that one again we have a lot of episodes we're going to stick a pin in because we want to do something snl related yeah we want to do john hughes we want to do another um genre draft that we just mentioned we're also doing the robin williams bracket that's going to be one of the first episodes of next year because we're going to hopefully record that in person yep um, when Teresa and I come into town. So, um, yeah, let's, I would love that. Let's make sure we get like a concrete weekend planned. Oh yeah. You're much better at that than I am. I have to put stuff in my phone, like reminders or I'm fucked. Yeah. Which is fine. We make it yeah. work. That's anyway. how this friendship works. Yes. I am structured, even though I was late to recording cause I lost the cord and you just, we stumble into the victory in the best yes. way. Mm-hmm. and you did cut out there for a little bit but i unplugged and plugged back in this has been a 
uh, technical masterpiece. <laughs> a disaster piece. Ah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, thank you, my friend. And uh, we can record that Home Alone episode anytime, but it will be coming out for the listeners in December. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Max. Appreciate you. Unless it gets lost in New York. <laughs> my point, my plane ticket took me somewhere else. What? I mean, we're going to talk about a guy here. who has the same coat as my dad. And now I'm in New York. Speaking of John Hughes, didn't he write Home Alone 2? Yeah, he... Um, he did Home Alone, Home Alone 2, and that was like the 90s. He stopped directing and just wrote scripts. And Which you can is tell, fair. It's like Carpenter did you that. You can like. tell like he phoned it in. Like Home Alone made him so much money that he's like, all right, I'm just going to write this script for every single movie. A little kid fighting adults. Like Dennis the Menace, you know? Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. All that Exactly. Anywho. And this episode is not broke, and so I'm not going to fix it. Yep. And it's also brought to you by Sprite. Are you just Sprite? Sprite? No, I just that just came to my mind. I was <laughs> drinking Sprite yesterday, so I ran up enough. I was like, "What? You read my mind?" The first product that popped in my mind. Speaking of nostalgia, so we went over to our friend uh, Stefan Damien's house, and yeah, um, I bought. They had like Halloween themed Pokemon cards, ah. so I bought a uh, like a pack of them of like fifty like... cards or fifty fifty packs, and there were three cards each. Was it called? And, it was one of them called Pikachu. <laughs> well, the bundle was called like the Trick or Treat Boo bundle or something like that, and uh, it had Pikachu on the cover. But Pikachu yeah. is good. But so we, and the, we went over there a week ago. and We brought Pop because they had like dinner, like a, like a big old like dinner party. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll bring over Pop for everybody in case they want love it. Me, love me some Pop. Go on. And I brought over. I made coleslaw. Everybody, everybody's favorite movie theater snack, coleslaw <laughs> and Pop. And so. There was some left over, so I was like, oh, I'm going to have some Sprite. And then we opened up Pokemon cards, and then we were like, you know, and we wanted to play Mario Kart. So we played Mario Kart, (laughs) drank Pop, and opened up Pokemon cards. I was like, I'm in the mid-2000s right now. (laughs) Like, I am teleported back. And we played until, like, 12 o'clock at night. We're like, we need to go home. I love it. Yeah, so that was our life. But, um, listener, thank you for being on this rambling journey. When was the last time you had Sprite at 12 o'clock at night, Max? Um... I can't even think of the last time I had Sprite. Yeah, that's fair. I think yesterday was the first time in 40 years. Um, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't have caffeine, right? I don't think it does, but the sugar content makes it still Sprite. Yeah, it it doesn't have other walls. Yeah. Anywho. I like how you said that. Moving on. Moving on to what? We're just ending. And for the listeners who don't know, pop is also soda. Yeah. Pop is correct. Yes. It's yeah. just more fun to say than soda. Yeah, soda. Pop. It just pops. Do you want right a out of your soda mouth? or do you want soda. a pop? Ugh, it sounds so much more like fancy. Yeah. I didn't know I was dining with the Queen of England. You know what's worse is I don't have a caffeinated beverage. Oh my god. That's what I would say. People say that. People say it all the time. <laughs> you know all those people. You know who you are, listener. Yeah. If you say caffeinated beverage. You have to say it like Hugh Grant. I have a cup of beverage, if you wouldn't mind. Yes, please. Do you have a uh, a Coke in there? If you wouldn't, if you have that, if you don't have that, I'll take a a a, a Sprite. That was good. You got like his little like that's, those breaths. That's all he has. It's 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 very breathy. He's really fast, and he uh uh wonders, and then uh, yeah, and uh, says his point. That impression was so spot on that it made me realize. I'm like, oh shit, he does take a lot of breaths. He does. <laughs> yeah. 
All of it, that's a Hugh Grantyism. Uh, him, delivery. him, and uh, Jeff Goldblum do that. Yeah, well, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, yes, uh, yes. Jeff goes down here, and then, uh, and then he comes up and talks up here, and uh, yeah, well, then he goes back down, and uh, when he talks about a uh, jazz or yeah. something, and then, uh, yeah, then he brings up his wife. Yeah, yeah. I love Goldblum. how when you listen to him talk, you just listen to his thought process. Yeah, he just says everything he thinks. Yeah, you just hear the brain synapses of being like, go, go, go. <laughs> Which is basically what this episode That's what this about. episode was. There we go, listener. If it Anywho. wasn't chaos enough, we talked about Sprite, the caffeination of it, and uh, how Jeff Goldblum and Hugh Grant are the same person. Anyways, listener, thank you so much for listening. Next week, uh, no one's listening anymore, but yeah. it should be our Thanksgiving episode. So good. Um, it'll either be Liz and I doing something or possibly something else. So there you go. Um, <laughs> but you know, for all this... The drill is always to be kind and please rewind. Intro song from YouTube Audio Library by DJ Williams. Recordings done on Clean Feed. Podcast distributed by Anchor. Original logo created by friend of the pod, David. Current logo created by friend of the pod, Liz. Purring by Storm.